Hi, welcome to the Night Spice Book Review Podcast. I'm Neil, and I'm here with Oscar. Hey, Neil. Hey, Oscar. This week, we're going to review the 2014 Hugo Award winner, The Three-Body Problem. Um, and this is episode eight of season two. Agreed. Yes. Um, so this book was uh, published in China many years before 2014, but it was only translated around 2014 into English. And then, Oh, really? It's older? Okay, yes. that's interesting. Yeah. And it uh, became somewhat popular here, uh, perhaps because it won the award, or perhaps it was popular. Being popular made it win the award. So let's see. Copyright 2006. Is that yeah. the original? Okay. That must be, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll uh, just start with the synopsis of this book. Um, do you want to give it a go? Sure. I'll start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should I like chronologically or as far as what's actually going on? What do you think? Um, should, should we just start with the end? Cause it's like a mystery that's revealed. And once you know the end, like, Oh yes, yeah, Spoilers. Right. Yes. Spoilers. Why don't um, you start? Why don't, okay. I, I'll start. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and wait, yes. have you read this before? Yes. This is my second okay. reading of it. Okay. Um, and I suggested this book last time. And also for our viewers, I have a prediction of Oscar's rating and I've written it down in advance. So we'll see if it's right. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, what happens is, is lots of crazy physics things happen on Earth. And it turns out <laughs> that they're because some alien civilization is trying to um, take over Earth and confuse physics to hold back science. Um, and uh, that's basically starting at the end of the book. Um, but uh, it's like kind of a mystery. So um, if we start at the beginning, no one will know what's going on. Right. And maybe it is better to do it that way because I think we've tried to do complicated books sort of in order before and, and it must be very confusing. Yeah. Um, so that, that's like the highest level bit of what's happening. Um, uh, the way that they try to confuse humans is um, they make contact with a, uh, a human uh, group of essentially terrorists um, who like worship these aliens and do you want to say something? No. Oh. no and the, the defining feature of these aliens is that they live in a solar system that has three suns. Um, and as a result, the suns orbit chaotically and they're, the aliens are not having a good time there because they can never predict when it's going to be warm or cold outside or when they're going to get boiled alive. Um, and uh, the history of the aliens is told through a video game published by the human terrorists uh, called The Three-Body Problem, um, in which it uh, has a few vignettes with Earth characters in this extrasolar solar system. They call it the Trisolar System. Yes, the, the Trisolaris, right? That's yeah. what they... Something along those lines. Yeah, so why don't we... Okay, let's go from the beginning now, which is yeah. that... It starts, it starts with a section in the Cultural Revolution in real Earth history, mm -hmm. um, and a woman sees her physicist, astrophysicist father, I think, like beaten to death by revolutionaries as part of the purge of intellectuals. Um, she's sort of disgraced. She goes to sort of this work camp style thing and then eventually ends up in the secret project. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also sort of revealed near the end is that she is kind of the leader of this movement she basically china 
sees a possible advantage in catching in um, sort of tech, technology and their competition with the Soviet Union and with NATO and the U.S. by trying to make first contact with aliens. So they set up a research facility to do that. She happens to be on hand when the first message comes in, but has become so disgusted by humanity that she sends a message back that almost literally, I'm paraphrasing, but is basically like, please come conquer us. Humanity is the worst. Yeah, um, roughly that. And then, she, and then she establishes this organization with help of some other people. And their goal is to um, disrupt human society so that the the takeover will be easier. Um, and then the middle, like third or middle ch- big middle chunk of the book is from this the perspective of another uh, a nano materials scientist guy who starts to find get drawn into all of this finds out about the game makes some discoveries um and is given all these demonstrations that the universe is unreliable which apparently when this happens to scientists they often kill themselves and yeah is threatened into stopping his research <laughs> so basically right there's this organization that is trying to halt progress of science on earth. And then the aliens sort of do it also be sort of permanently by sending over these, what's it called? Sofans. Sofans. Yeah. Which are these bits of nonsense. And they basically mess up every particle collider experiment. So humanity can never advance its science in any meaningful way. Yes. And the book ends with like, well, they're going to be here in 400 years and we can't do anything about the Sofans. So I guess there will be a guerrilla resistance later. Well, th- this is the first book in a trilogy. Um, oh, God damn it. I- I've I also read the other sense. books. Uh, okay. So I know what happens. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes all the way to the end. No spoilers. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, <laughs> Like it has By a, the way, a real my, ending. my book has a, a, a quote from Kim Stanley Robinson. I've started to notice that like, this is a pretty, I feel like the Hugo award winning community is pretty small. Right. Um, but isn't it like, if your book wins a Hugo, you want to get quotes from old Hugo winners? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's no, like probably sense. science fiction writers are also big readers of science fiction books. Yeah. Um, oh, what a uh, strange so, book. Yeah. So I have, uh, unlike many of our other books, I have like issues with the overall story that I thought it was going to go in a different direction. Um, uh, uh, specifically when um, like there's a time where in the beginning where the Sophons are like messing up the cosmic microwave background radiation, which is like a fundamental mm-hmm. part of the universe. And at that point, I thought like they're going to find out they're living in a simulation and the so simulation creators were messing with them. And like I find, I found where they ended up to be a bit disappointing in comparison to that. Um, but on the other hand, if they were in a simulation, like nothing matters. So it's kind of nice that things right. actually matter. Yeah, it, it did seem um, uh, like it was going in that direction for a while. And then Three Body, which is the game, was like, look at this civilization constantly like rising to a certain point and then getting destroyed by some random, uh, you know quirk of the tri- uh, the three sons like sooner or later if you can't predict it it's going to come along and destroy everything yeah um so i was like okay so i have a note here i started some of my i some of my notes i'll put like a page number just to sort of date them um 
because often things will get explained later, right. but I can't find it. So there, there you go. Your note. Yeah. I can't find my note. Oh. Um, Is it about the simulation? Yeah. I think I must've deleted it. I probably just deleted it when it turned it like I had sort of a prediction ish thing that I, oh, think I, I deleted when it was clear it wasn't going that yeah. way. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the story first, which, uh, I, I thought the beginning, well, let's, oh. so the beginning sets up, uh, also, did you audiobook or read? Because I read Audiobook it. twice. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to destroy all these names probably, but Yay oh. Wenji. Um, I know who you're the, talking about. The audiobook narrator had a different pronunciation. Um, let's, do you know it? Uh, Yay Wenjia. Wenjia. Okay. That sounds cool. Can you spell it? W-E-N-J-I-E. Hold on. W-E-N-J-I-E. Yeah, that sounds like that J is probably like a sh sound. Okay. Lots of weird... Yeah, it's like all transliterated, so you never know. It's never consistent, like, how things should be pronounced. And lots of I characters see. are like sh. Like X is sh. You wouldn't oh, guess really? that, right? No. I, I would... I'm, I'm sure every way I read every name... Well, I guess there's some that I, I probably yeah. could have done. I, I like... Wong Miao. Oh, yeah, Wang I Miao? thought, yeah, when I read that, I was like, well, that's going to set off Neil in some way. I, um, I, I once met someone named Miao Miao. Really? Yeah, that's, from China. That's fantastic. I know, right? Were they pretty cool? Uh, they seemed normal. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Um, yeah, so the story is, I guess... So it's unfolded in this sort of strange way where you get little bits of perspective and then it jumps 40 years ahead and then you get like an interview and then there are points where it, this is clearly coming from some sort of like future history where someone's like, actually, this guy like, you know, oh, yeah, just sort of disappears that. from the timeline and then like died later and never spoke about this Wait, minor did, incident. Did that only happen once? It like that did. One time? I think there were one or two other moments where it seemed to have that perspective of sort yeah. of like, you know obviously we know now or like this unfolded this certain way, stuff like that. But yeah, it was I, I don't think it was consistent. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, the author thought it was cool at the time, but then it just never happened again. Yeah. Um, but so it starts fine, off, I guess like it's this, it's, it's from uh, what's his name? Wong something. Oh God. Meow. No. Is that him? No. The, like the, the nano, Material yeah, that, isn't that Wang Miao or Wang oh, yeah, Miao? You're right. Wang Miao, right. Okay. Um, it's sort of him and and he gets he starts to brush up against these this strange organization and hear about these scientists killing themselves and these sort of anti-science forces. He starts to play the game. Um, he's drawn into sort of the the human earth government preparing to resist the alien invasion. Um, and it's sort of mysterious and you're like, what's the true nature of this? Um, is the universe really doing these sort of magical things or whatever? And then, um, the end of the book, which is probably 30 or 40 pages is, uh, I don't know. It's like this very bizarrely paced stuff where all of a sudden, um, the, the sort of most of the nature of things have been revealed to the reader. And then there's a long section where they, this like group of military people and CIA and stuff sort of slowly figure out how they could seize these messages from this ship that is the base of 
of the these um the adventists this yeah faction of the whatever and it's like three or four pages of them just being like well what about a neutron bomb and then they're oh, like yeah. no a neutron bomb would be too slow they would still have time what oh yeah about i like this? that it sounds you like you like didn't like that? it though yeah <laughs> no i thought that was terrible um, oh i enjoyed it i was like i was i wanted to hear them talk about all these things i i don't hate the I, I don't hate that stuff in the vacuum, but it was sort of like all these revelations. And then we just end up like the climax of all of this is like Wong Miao's sort of guilt as he watches from afar as his nano machines, uh, nano materials slice up this ship and kill this like extremely minor character who we've like never even seen except in flashbacks. Yeah. And then it goes into, um, like a, a perspective. Well, so they get those messages and then the the ending ending is mostly these messages, which are, you basically get the history of Trisolaris and all this weird stuff they did with unfolding oh, protons yeah. into different dimensions. Yeah. And they have you read Flatland? AI. I sure have read Flatland. Yeah. This reminded me a lot of that. Again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, why are they just like talking, like enumerating every single dimension that the proton could unfold into right it's it's like oh this time oh we accidentally sorry said the science minister we accidentally enfolded it onto one dimension and now all these like weightless filaments are just falling from the sky of trisolaris and creeping everybody out it's yeah like, oh i guess that that is weird yeah and then and they make like, three-dimensional shapes and they form eyes and yeah then they look at them and are creeped out as was yep. i yep yep yeah, that 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 was no good. I think that whole section. Uh, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like that. <laughs> and then, and then at the right. So the ending, the ending makes much more sense in terms of there being this just being part of a, a larger story. Oh yeah. Oh, I will say um, the dimension stuff is like relevant in the sequels, but it really? like in this book makes no sense. Okay. I think. Like they they get back to that stuff. And it's like, oh, that was a good payoff, like mm, okay. a thousand pages later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like all those locusts at the end. Like, right. I was like, I'm, I don't I don't care for this, but it felt a bit like, it, th- th- yeah, this book was written by a Chinese person. So I, I feel like a lot of the weird stuff in it might be like Chinese cultural references or like if you're born in china this like makes much more sense to you yes also obviously translated so when i talk in a minute about how i think the writing was like the worst thing ever i don't know exactly no no, but the the translator is like um supposed to have like done a good job with this book um according to people who have reviewed it who are not us well Um, then you say no made it oh man (laughs) oh man yeah. Um, let me talk like, about like, something I, well, oh, no. Uh, no, sorry. I just want to say one more thing about that. Um, like both the original author and the translator won the Hugo award, not just the original author. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So like they, they like recognize that the translator, I mean, I guess like if you're, if the book has to be in English, like the translator is probably doing a lot of the work. Right. Especially in terms of a style yeah. and, and that stuff. I mean, I right. think there's still, and, and those things can make such a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Like just the way you write dialogue can make a character seem like the same content, like, oh, he's threatening somebody or something, but it could be like ridiculous or, right. or like if you choose the wrong know, word, if you choose right, the wrong exactly. word. Um, 
I mean, so, in that sense, I feel like they, like, I could imagine this being much worse. Uh, you, you don't think so? Uh, let me talk about something I liked. Yeah. First. Um, I really, I love books that, that move around and it's so cool for me to get to a section. Like I got to the end of some, one of the early sections in, um, yay in her, in yay's past, or I guess that's her last name, right? So what was it when, what was her last name? Yay Wenxia. Wenxia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, when she has passed and then it gets to the end and I'm like, that was like part one is four short chapters of sort of little bits of her nightmarish past in the Cultural Revolution. Part two, three body, chapter four, the frontiers of science, 40 plus years later, like two thumbs up. I, I love you it like when that stuff moves around because yeah. it like keeps you having to think and it means that there's probably a lot of nonsense that could have gone in the middle there, but wasn't relevant. Right. So it it's probably good that we get right to the point. So I, I like that stuff. How did you feel about the first chapter? Oh, that was where I stopped reading the book the first time. Oh yes. I can see that. I had a lot of trouble getting through that chapter. I, I thought like, this, this chapter I thought was like crazily bad. Yeah, me too. Um, um, and like, I didn't, it wasn't what I was expecting. So I was like, no, thanks. Um, and like, there's all those really overly dramatic analogies, like when that girl got shot. Yeah, like a couple pages in it, and it's just not relevant. Maybe it makes sense if you want to show think how bad the cultural revolution is. Doesn't that end up being somebody's sister, or it's implied that it is? Oh, really? I may, I that might it's, miss that. That it's Yay Wenxia's sister, who was killed. She was like a revolutionary, and she was killed in some. I, I'm not sure if it's ever oh, said really? for sure, but it's also not really. I don't think relevant to the story necessarily. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind that as much, but the stuff where Ye Jitai, am I saying mm. that right? Uh, is that the physics professor? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds roughly okay. correct. Whatever, we'll just power through. Uh, yeah. It's her father. Yeah. Where he, so he's basically being in, paraded around by these anti-intellectual oh, revolutionaries yeah. and they're like, oh, but like only Marxism is correct. And then it's like literally uh, like those Facebook, fake Facebook posts where someone like, destroys their liberal professor who's trying to prove that god doesn't exist or something and then it's and then it ends with like and then the whole class stood up and applauded or something it's become sort of a it's like a meme cliche kind of thing it's literally like that like they're like you're totally wrong physics is fake and then like he calmly just like destroys them it to me the writing in that and in some other ways in the rest of the book is like the writing in ayn rand which right um i mean i Found it's that not amusing. It, if it was supposed to be comical, then I could see what it was going for. Right. But it seems to be like all the sentiments seem to be sincere. That right. science is good. Um, scientific method is very good. The Cultural Revolution was the worst thing ever, which seems plausible. Yep. Um, and that these people are, they're just like ignorant children who've been brainwashed. Yeah. Wait, so which part didn't you like? Like the physics professor's defense? or Yeah, where, where he's just like, you know, calmly and steadily blowing their minds with his, his like, you know, like, ah, but shouldn't you actually be intellectually honest or something? And then they like can't handle it and have to beat him to death and stuff like that. 
I just thought, yeah, it was- I guess that was probably the least realistic part of it. Like I could imagine those children acting the way they did. Like maybe that actually happened, but I guess the physics professor's response is exaggerated perhaps. Yeah. And like, I could imagine someone having that response and I could imagine that scene being really dramatic, but it was written in such a way that like, uh, I could feel no emotional connection to it because like he was being tortured, but like acting in this completely unrealistic sort of way that didn't react to what was actually happening to him. And all his adversaries were like these caricatures. Um, yeah. So at the end of it, I was just sort of like, okay, I'm glad that got to where it was obviously going, but right. I don't feel like you could write that scene and have it be really good. I'm sure there are plenty of examples of that in yeah. fiction. Yeah. I think I was a bit more forgiving of it because I liked the messaging. I was like, yeah, this is a book that likes right. science and technology. It, it, it's a, it's, the message is a little muddled for me in the book. Like, like what, what is the, uh, well, because there are some really, um, like in general, it seems to be pro science Mm -hmm. and like, but it's also, there are some pretty strong demonstrations of like how bad human nature is and how destructive industrialization and all that. Like there seems to be plenty of sympathy for like the eco terrorists bring the aliens here guys. So I, I wasn't totally sure. Oh, I guess so. I didn't really feel so much sympathy for them. I was like, but I see what you're saying. Like, like Ye Wenchi has kind of a sympathetic character, even though she is like the one who wants to destroy everyone. Yeah. And like the, the what's his name? Mike, Mike uh, Evans. Mike Evans. When she meets him, that's, uh, and he's just trying to like save this species of bird and is getting steamrolled by like this horrible bureaucratic mm-hmm. machine. That's like an explicitly... Um, positive portrayal of what he's doing and like sympathetic towards what he's all about. That's true. Um, and like, do you like his pan species communism? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm down for whatever, you know me. Yeah. Yeah, but, I certainly yeah. like the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good one. A little Charlotte PSC. and Maeve, your cats to be Charlotte's up of on the, the I, Since I got the standing desk, I had to raise up the shelf the, that goes above my desk. So, uh-huh. She's up there now, and she seems happy to be pretty high up. How does she get up and down? She can jump from the desk to the shelf. Oh, I see. When it's in the up position. So she's trapped when it's not? Yeah, I haven't tried that yet, but it looks like she will be down right now. Yeah. Okay, see you later, kitty. Anyway. Um, yes. So, in general, I thought the writing in this book was... was regularly quite bad in in most ways yeah i can see that um and i think it's not even just at the sentence level like whole paragraphs are like kind of weird Um, i think that's an interesting like you've you've made those sort of distinctions before and i think it is because i agree there are books where you've said it's okay at the sentence level but not at other levels um and this one i agree like yeah, the sentences I think are bad and the par- I, it just felt like empty. And I'm usually someone who's not trying to get more stuff, but mm-hmm. everything just felt so abrupt abrupt and simplified and the descriptions of people's emotional states and stuff seemed very like childish yeah. and unrealist, like not human. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Don't know. Um, what did you think about like, the Chinese perspective. Like, did you find that interesting? Yeah, I did. And yeah. my book had little footnotes in it from time to time explaining something, which I liked. 
that's good yeah um yeah i think yeah i like that a lot like it's just interesting to like kind of like this book gives you a real sense of well i feel like it gave me a real sense of what it might be like to live in china um like because there's all these things about um what's important to the characters and it's not always the same stuff that's important to us i'm sorry that's vague but i can't remember details yeah no i i I do think it did a good and and had a pretty light touch yeah i'm just sort of um you know, probably because the author didn't have to like work too hard at it. These were just, he was filling in the world with stuff that was natural and familiar to, to him. Yeah. And it, it felt good and it did feel different, but it also, you got a little sense of like, oh, like, you know, there are, there are similarities here too. Like we don't, we could all get along. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And I, I really like their portrayal of like Westerners. Um, like I just found it hilarious. Uh, like, yeah, there, there was some good stuff. <laughs> Like there's a, there's a scene where, like, um, they're like with an American general who would like was in Vietnam, and like this Chinese cop like told tells him how he beat the Vietnamese and that's why he's better. Or uh, yeah, yeah, I I enjoy that stuff. Yeah, there was some. It it is weird because like I've seen plenty of sort of you know caricatures or or, or outside perspectives of like you know uh, there's sort of a, a type of British aging imperialist guy that you see in in fiction a lot in american fiction but you don't see i haven't seen many americans from that perspective it's good it makes me feel good about what we're doing here yeah (laughs) did you like uh how the cultural revolution chinese called like the american the american imperialists yes and the soviet revisionists yeah that was good stuff and that felt that felt real yeah probably israel yeah and like how someone was cast into doubt for trying to suggest that China should be a Soviet socialist republic. Yeah. And I did, I did like, um, most of the, or I was at least interested in, even if I didn't love it stylistically, like most of the times where you were sort of reminded of the, the, the weird effects of being in this sort of like repressive state where it was like, we can't point the radio transmission at the red sun because of the symbolism, because red is good. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, like it seems so bizarre. Yeah. But I, I could see it making sense at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in general, I, I, I think I just, the the writing, it it was just like, I like stuff that's direct, right? I'm, I'm obviously not a big fan of overblown endless description and stuff like that, but there was just something about it that it was it was always telling me how to feel about characters um like just in this in a single sentence like telling me what had just happened and what was relevant about it like there is a point in yay uh god damn it what is it this is like yay the wenchia. Or- yay wenchia. uh in her early life in this red coast project the the search for extraterrestrial extraterrestrial intelligence thing um when she thinks uh the the commissar is a good guy and the head scientist is a bad guy and is mean to her and then it becomes clear that the head scientist had been rooting for her like advocating for her the whole time and the commissar was just like you know was actually lying to her and just being friendly to her Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of interesting but then there's a sentence where after this happens that um, you know, at the end of some paragraph, he was a completely different person, the commissar, from the image Ye had formed of him. Like, yeah, no kidding. Like, that's what stories 
that's for us. That's not for you. That's for the reader <laughs> to, to realize and, and put together. Um, and there, there was just a lot of, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Just these really naive, simplistic statements about the reality of complicated things like emotional states and people's loyalties and people's, you know, identities and stuff like right. that. Yeah, yeah, I I believe that. Um, yeah, like there was that uh, there was that guy who like solved the three body problem in our world, and he had like a whole pair. Oh yeah, like chapter about him, and it just was so like irrelevant. Um, I kind of enjoyed hearing it because I'm like, oh, I could be like this guy. Yeah, because uh, I could do. I he went to math. He did math competitions, and I did math competitions. Okay, yeah, yeah. and he's uh, like completely disinterested in. And detached from society around him. Yes, like you. Yeah, and um, you're a you're a guest of the Buddhist monks. Yeah, so, I kept thinking of Lord of Light when yeah, I heard that. That's, that as as I said that I I, I was think I was reminded of many other books along the way, uh-huh. including Flatland. But Lord yeah. of Light, I I feel like I should have. I mean, there. it's only it's not really relevant to Lord of Light, right? Like it's just a generic no. interpretation of Buddha. Yeah. Um, it just we read it last week, so, so two weeks ago. One other side effect that I just wanted to mention of what I like these characters that to me felt sort of shallow and um, unreal is mm-hmm. that it's sort of other than not really being the experience I want to have reading. Um, it it made me just sort of stop looking at these characters critically, uh, not critically, but sort of with curiosity. I was just sort of like, okay tell me what's going to happen next. Let's go. Tell me the science and the concepts here. That's clearly what you're into. But then um, Ye ends up having sort of a, a turn where you're like, oh, she's this sweet old grandmother now. No, she's actually the the head of this organization and has kind of betrayed humanity um, and possibly destroyed it. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Did you like that? Or? I, d- I did, but um, retroactively, it made me not feel that invested in it because I had stopped, I had already stopped trying to figure out what was in characters' heads. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of like, okay, like let's, it, this is sort of allegorical or weird or I don't know what's going on. So there was no sense of like, oh man, it all makes sense. Or that strange thing she said is now like, that's completely recontextualized um, because I had already given up on these characters, like having complex mental lives and, and internal lives and stuff like that. Right. So I, I was left kind of cold by that. Although it was, I was, I was sort of like, Oh, okay, well this at least ties together some threads. That's yeah. nice. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, like, like I, I'm glad at least the book justified the first chapter. Like it yeah. was actually relevant. If it like was like totally unrelated character, right. I would be very upset. Um, and coincidentally, uh, Mild spoiler for the next book. The first chapter of the next book is completely unrelated to the rest of the book. And it's like equally stupid to the first chapter of this book. And it doesn't tie back in? Nope. Huh. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. It's like such a bad chapter. Um, as, as I'm reading my notes here, I am realizing the the reason I the ending bothers me so much is because I think the pacing and what it spends its time on mm-hmm. um, and, and like... <laughs> I was just reading it like are, there aren't many pages left. Is this seriously like what the, the, the contents of the end of this book are going to be? That's insane. But 
I was upset because once you get out of the first section and get to Wang Miao, I did feel, I, I thought the writing was bad the whole way through, but there was at least stuff going on and I was curious. Like the book did have momentum. I read it in one very like substantial sitting. Um, and I, for until it gets to um, the the end where they start, like they're all together and they've, they've sort of stormed the, the, the meeting of, of the, well, the, the redemptionists is just a faction, but that group of sort of pro alien people, once they storm that, um, that's where I feel it goes off the rails pacing wise. But up until that, I was like, okay, I, I appreciate like people are taking actions. People are doing stuff all over the place. Like there are mysteries, people are in danger. This is good. Fundamentally, that is, that is a, a good thing for this book. Um, so the ending throwing away to me, the, the pacing made me sad. Right. But that's kind of like a compliment, what I'm saying there, if you think about it. Yes. So that's cool. Yeah. I think I'm going to be pretty wrong about your rating. Wow. I'm pretty... Oh, now I have to guess what your rating, what, <laughs> what you guessed is. Yeah. And my reasoning. Uh, yeah. But I, it has already become clear that one of my points was uh, wrong. Okay. Like So... Um, Oh yeah. Another thing I liked about this book was, um, I thought like all the physics and math stories were cool. Um, yeah, that, I was that's cause that. I'm like interested in that sort of thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's like not completely accurate, but it's like, what if things were slightly different? Okay. Um, and I don't know, I found it all interesting. And then I also found it interesting that the physics was like, um, very relevant to the plot. Like the fact that it is possible for three stars to orbit chaotically, which is a real thing, um, to cause problems for civilization, uh, it, like it could cause the trisolar civilization to exist. Yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought the the consequences of the trisolar system were interesting. Um, my probably my favorite part of the book was um, the stuff the stuff with the game, because I was like, oh, yeah, this is crazy. Like, I don't understand this at all. What possibly, what could this possibly mean? Like you're in this world, it's a, it's like a VR game. You've got a VR suit on. You're interacting with these characters that are out of, uh, you know, human history, not just Chinese, but then people are dehydrating themselves yeah. and rolling themselves up on, and like you roll them up under your arm and keep carrying them, but like you're not allowed to eat them, but like maybe you do sometimes. <laughs> Or like a rat eats you while you're dehydrated. Uh, right, right. Yeah. A rat eats your head while you're dehydrated. And when you rehydrate. They're called chaos rats or something. Chaotic rats. Was that yeah, what it was I, called? I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty And great. so, but it was really cool. My favorite part about it, I think conceptually was that I start off being like, okay, so this is some sort of allegory or like math game or something. And this chaotic stable era thing is just a concept. And then you realize like, no, this is actually... It's not exactly what's happening on Trisolaris because it's sort of been abstracted and, and made palatable for, for humans. Mm -hmm. But like this is really like what happens to their society. Like they, they develop a new civilization. They try to predict the stable eras that are really caused by this three-body interaction. Um, very, very cool. Mm -hmm. I have yeah, concerns, I like but it was Did very you like the human computer section. A little. I started feeling like I was reading what was that book? Gödel Escher Bach. 
oh yeah like you're just reading a textbook about like, yeah it was just like complexity that part in particular i was just sort of like you just want to tell me like how that. how you could do this with humans and flags right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i guess you're right it's like not super relevant to the plot it's just it's like I, i've noticed like some local the authors will do this. They'll just take like a different story, and then that's like a chapter in their story. Hmm. Um, or it's not a story in this case, but it's like they'll take this like narrative that exists from somewhere else and just put it hmm. in their story, and it it's like not original, um, but it's interesting. Yeah, and it it can like lift up something where the rest isn't as good because you put this actually like genuinely interesting concept in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I remember reading like some very, very bad book, um, where they did this, but with like jokes that were known to people, um, like, does that make sense? Uh, like, um, (laughs) like they would tell like a very standard joke that you might read on a jokes website and it'd be like five pages in the book. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. But you're like, oh, it's kind of nice to read the joke again, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have you, okay. So there's a movie that. Um, I watched as a kid called Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? No. It's like a famous movie disaster where like it went way over budget and it was hyped and everyone, it's like, you know, I'm sure it's on some worst movie of all time lists, but I actually kind of like it. My father likes it um, and, and made it, and it's just sort of like, you know, silly and peaceful, but there's a, there's a scene where the agent of these two, um, like 45 year old talentless musicians tells them that they should play covers instead of originals because uh, play songs people know that way, if they don't like it, they still have something to applaud. So that's sort of the uh, concept here. Oh yeah. 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 Just put some stuff exactly. in. Yeah. Just put things in. Um, but on the other hand, I had not even conceived of the idea of making a human computer before reading this book. So I thought hmm. it was extremely interesting the first time I read it, even though I, I can see like it just being taken from somewhere else. Well, so, okay. So let's talk about this because I think the game was the most interesting part. It was certainly the, the most, like the other parts, it's like, oh, something made the universe pulse. Well, there are only a couple options for this. I guess we'll see which direction the story is going. But the game stuff, I was like, I have no idea where this is going, like this is all really sort of strange and interesting, um, but it started to, I, I don't understand exactly what was going on there as I got to the end because it's like why not- why was the game relevant? Not or? that, I just, is it really a game that he was logging into and other people were logging into and playing and they were all trying, like- or was he just getting some sort of guided experience, like single player experience? Because oh yeah, I don't know. They they say near the end that it was just sort of whenever a player reached a certain level, they were sort of recruited by this organization. Um, yes, which suggests that so basically he discovers um, he's constantly in the in the presence. Like every time he goes in, there's like a sort of a chief mystic or something who has a theory and has convinced the king that you know my model will predict things um Mm -hmm. and then it turns out that the model is incomplete and they get you know burned at the stake or cooked alive or whatever Um, and it seems like this has been happening without his presence also and that he's just coming in late in the game but but um it doesn't yeah yeah so i think 
they make references to this being like an MMORPG, but yeah. I don't think it actually is an MMORPG. I think like uh I think the authors just like got confused or something. Like it really okay. feels like a single player cyberpunk style game and he just plays through like 192 civilizations and they there's four chap chapters about four of them. That is my impression. But it and, like, seems ev- to suggest that he's me he's talking to other humans in the world. Like that yes that but yeah that, it, that's like the mmorpg part but it's just not relevant right but it just doesn't make sense well anyway so uh, all of this is to say that um the concept of the game and what was going on there i found really interesting by the end of the book i sort of felt like it had fallen apart so and didn't actually make sense on the terms it was you know on it on the terms it was describing itself mm-hmm. um so that kind of was a letdown i still think it was cool and it's possible i just am misunderstanding some parts but it it just um it it just didn't like there there was a a suggestion later on like there's no reason that other people are going to be logging into this game to just play as regular people in the world um the only people logging into this are trying to solve the mystery but i don't know at the end i was just like okay so this is all just sort of like allegorical and he's not actually in a game he's just getting some sort of semi-guided experience um which i thought was way less cool but um like uh he's not in a game as in he's not in a he's not doing anything well, he's just okay like so here let me receiving let me information put it in the form of a question are we supposed to think you don't have to answer this obviously but are we supposed to believe that he is the first person to discover the solution to the game, which is that there are three sons, and that's what causes the the deal, um, the the experience. Right. So I don't think so, and that's why I feel like this is just like everyone is playing single player cyberpunk. Okay. And like they have to figure out that there's three sons to advance in levels. So they have they they're like the key scientists making all these discoveries. Like, isn't it clear that he's Copernicus at some point? Yes. Um, so like he's he's like the guy advancing the civilizations forward. Um, yeah, but and everyone uh, who plays it is doing that in their own world and not even interacting though, at all. R- well, they say that they're interacting in different places, but I think everything makes sense if they're not interacting. So I feel yeah, like I th- the author didn't think about this carefully. Yeah. Okay. And that's sort of that's really the only plausible way I can. But the fact that yeah, so so that's a bit of a letdown for me because I mm-hmm. I agree. But the the idea that one of the cooler, more mysterious concepts might, when you really poke at it, come down to, well, it seems like the author didn't quite think it all the way through is kind of a letdown. I mean, I still enjoyed it while I was reading it, but... I mean, I think it was still cool, um, like, even if it is like a single player game, like, is it would it really be better if like, all these humans are getting together and trying to figure it out for the first time? I guess it could be, yeah. It just seemed really... Because otherwise, uh, on the terms of the book, it's just like, like I don't understand why was um, the the scientist who's married to Wei Cheng, who's the the lazy guy with the mathematical model, why was she playing it? Like, was that did she just pretend to play it so that he would see it and start playing it, or was she? Oh yeah, it seemed like yeah, that's she true. Was really like I'm interested in playing this and. She also says, doesn't she say to, I think this is to him. Um, no, this is to, I can't, yeah, I can't 
remember. There's it's there's a lot of strange stuff going on, but it that it seems to to move around. It seems to be kind of a moving target as to what actually is going on there. Like, and and to me, the least interesting explanation is the one that makes most the most sense, which is that it's just a straight up propaganda tool that you know you log on and it's sort of depending on how quick you are it sort of guides you towards this understanding and reveals right. this information in a way that makes you feel sympathetic and then they contact you and recruit you like that's kind of the yeah that's so that's what i think happened yeah yeah anyway um okay can i ask you another question yeah about the so what is the implication that wei cheng's solution is correct um I guess this might yeah. come up in later books. Um, I felt like that was a dead end in some sense. Like, okay. So in the real world, his solution is definitely not correct, but let's assume in this fictional world, it is correct. Right. Um, it ends up like not mattering because the, the Trisolarans still leave Trisolaris. Like they're not right. like, there's another thing, the, the breathing of the stars that ends up taking them out. It doesn't even matter if they solve the three body problem or not. Hmm. That comes in later in the trilogy? No, no, that's in this book. Oh. Like the, did, did you remember they were talking about how um, towards the end, like in the oh, last yes, yes. Um, oh. game chapter. Like, Oh, I didn't realize that that meant so no solution is possible. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. So I thought in the last game chapter, they were just saying there's no stable solution to the three body problem. And also, okay. But you're saying that the, the sun's expanding and contracting means that the, their planet is doomed. Anyway. Yes. The the best that they can do with Wei's solution, I think that was his name, is that yeah. predict when they're going to die, which is oh. useful, I guess. Yeah, it's nice uh, to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So that I, I guess I just sort of, that goes yeah. on the list of things that to me felt like, like, I just felt like at the end of the book, it was a relatively, like when you're starting a book, your your mind is sort of full of possibilities if it's interesting. Yeah. And the end, it just felt pretty like mundane and yeah yeah um yeah i i didn't like how a lot of the cool things in this book ended up just not mattering at the end like the three body problem itself as we just like the the game yeah like the game and also the solution to the problem right Uh, um but i i I will say that that like the sequels don't have anything to do with the three body problem and they they're i think equally interesting to this first book but they're different Hmm, interesting okay um, um, so it's like all these things like that were cool at the beginning of this book don't matter at the end and they don't matter in the sequels. Okay. Um, let's see, let me, and there's other stuff that I wonder, some things that I noticed where I was like, maybe this is just a cultural thing that doesn't translate or something. But when, whenever one of the mystics fails at their solution, they get like cooked or burned or something. And oh, the, yeah which I was like, okay, that's just weird. That's cool. Like I, I'm down for weirdness. I don't need to know everything. But then two different like kings use the same language. They say, you keep the fire low and then use a low fire. I was like, is this supposed to be relevant? Like what? That's super weird. But is this like, did he just write it? Like think it was cool again the next time he wrote it and not realize he'd already written it or like what's going on here? Um, yeah. Um, he kept saying like they all had the same eyes too, right? Like right. The rulers. Yeah. But like, what does that mean? Yeah, and I assume I the game is never addressed again in the in the. Nope. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, the fact that 
it sounds like the the book is closed on some of this stuff even in later in the trilogy does make it a little easier to to like critique yes we don't need to like and, like, say, if like if you if, if you were just here being like well like you might think that but the answer is really great later then like it's harder to yeah yeah so like um one thing that's kind of bad in this book i think is the sofans like they just feel like a deus ex machina in this book mm-hmm. and they're like very relevant in the sequels okay um, so it's like a lot, a lot of stuff is closed here, and then a lot of the stuff that just doesn't seem like like seems like it's out of place here is relevant in the sequels. Okay. Yeah, the, they didn't feel like the thing is I didn't really care about the technical explanation of where the countdown on his eye came from and oh, where yeah. the how the the fluxing of the of the background radiation happens. Certainly not here. Let me the only yeah, I, all I, caps I, quote in my notes. Dear Christ, who cares about this proton unfolding nonsense? Oh yeah, that was the worst part of the the book, I think. Also, it was like sort of played as comedy. It was so weird. Yeah, I wonder if that's just like a, a Chinese thing. But you can't say everything's Chinese, right? They they just love comedy over there, or they just love very silly things. Yeah, um, I liked how they called everyone scholars and talked about how great scholars were. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, this is a very pro-scientific method, pro-scientific yeah. progress book. So I, I yeah, thought yeah. you would feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it reminds me of uh, 1950s American science fiction before everyone in this country got too upset about science and technology. Yeah, so my book has uh, like an author interview at the back. Uh-huh. Um, and he said something where I was like, you're crazy. Um, I'm probably not going to find it. But he basically says... I don't feel that science fiction should be the the kind of thing, you know, it, it should be about like storytelling and not about, you know, messages or about the commentary on the world or something like that. I should find the exact language because I'm probably destroying it. But um, here, like, uh, as no. a science fiction writer who began as a fan, I do not use my fiction as a disguised way to criticize the reality of the present. Oh, yeah. Um, I was yeah, like, that's well, great. I, I like I, that. Yes, but I feel like it was also full of, disguised criticism of the present so oh well just of the cultural revolution yeah but also like there there was plenty of commentary on sort of ecological like environmental oh, costs and stuff like that yeah. um oh, but so. they, they come they talk a lot about that um in okay. much grander terms in later books um sorry you were about to say something i think uh no i was just saying how i like this book reminds me of like 1950s science fiction oh yeah like yeah so asimov uh, heinlein kind of thing like lots of real science hard science fiction yeah i got a strong uh, to the point where i almost thought it was an intentional reference um maybe it's just the structure but uh, a strong the gods themselves yeah reference well, which one where, i mean where did you get it well there's the part where like you get the direct alien perspective which oh, yes. is yeah, that is like the gods themselves. Yeah, yeah, but also um, their like reproductive thing is they they like oh, yeah. divide into two thirds and one third and like meld together. Oh yeah, that does. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think Asimov even gets mentioned in the book. So he does, um, right? Yeah, I bet this guy's a fan. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things I had to justify reading was that you don't care about. The science or physics stories that's correct although yes. i i thought the the like the sort of dramatic 
um, description, like uh, the the dramatized versions of like how this civilization keeps dying. That was pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, like when the planet split in half. Yeah, scary. Yeah, could that happen here? Uh, I, I we can only hope. Yeah. Um. Before so. Yeah, just I I think it's just because we're reading a bunch of science fiction, but I definitely got. So just some, these are, these are sort of neutral notes, but yeah, there, I got a lot of hints of other books in here. There's the Flatlandy bit, yeah. the gods themselves. Um, I don't remember the name and now I'm not even sure. Did we do this for the podcast? That Blake Crouch book? Um, recursion? No, but we were that just before we started the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, it has similar sort of like, uh, ocean, like ship at sea base type thing oh right yeah to the, yeah, yeah it does doesn't not it? that that's unique but it definitely made me think of that yeah and then the game itself i got a little bit of uh, did have you read ender's game yeah okay because there's the giant's drink game in that yeah i did that, think this was going to be like ender's game where he's like actually doing this stuff yeah. in real life and i think obviously that's what ender's game did but that would have been in a vacuum i think that would have that's like a more interesting type of yeah story um and then i really did i really did get atlas shrugged vibes um ayn rand both in the the writing style and have you i don't have you read it i haven't read it okay you probably like it but um, i keep meaning to but i hear it's so bad from so many people it's it's bad it's the writing's pretty rough but Mm -hmm. you'll you'll probably it's very libertarian slash fascist or something so you'll like it but right. um, the main premise of that is very similar to the start of this, where in that one, all these industrialists are disappearing without a trace. And it was very similar to the beginning of this, where it's like all these scientists are are like quitting and killing themselves and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah. I, I found like Ying Dong's suicide to be very stupid. It was. Yeah. And it's not really explained. It's just it's literally just that she was confronted with the the failure of all these experiments in these seemingly inexplicable ways and is like science is over therefore my life is a waste therefore i kill myself right yeah and it like it could have been more interesting like and also if you're like a real scientist you want to figure out like why that's happening not like right oh my experiments didn't work i did i killed myself i mean i guess right. like maybe you're really stressed out or something but like but it was like lots not... of scientists were doing it like people yeah. were worried for scientists like if you find out about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I thought that that was going to go in a direction where there's like some flaw in like human psychology where if like they see the right sequence of like images or letters or something, they have to kill themselves. Mm, I've yeah. Like, there's short stories about that. And then that like played into the simulation hypothesis. Like I'm, I'm like, maybe the creators of the simulation put some backdoor in human brains. And the, the countdown that he sees doesn't it's real it's literally just there to creep him out right yeah it's yeah, it's exactly. not actually counting down to a real i don't know man the whole thing just feels so unfinished and like nothing there's no nothing comes together there's no yeah. like there's some cool stuff and then it's like well it goes to this place but what, not in a way that feels inevitable or cumulative or well, isn't like I feel my view is like the conclusion is that oh shit, something bad's gonna happen in four hundred years. Um better read yeah. the next book. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's like a natural ending of a multi part book, I guess. 
I I guess I I mean I'm not a big fan of right. Uh, well, just I I don't think it's it's um I don't think you can write a trilogy where it just sort of ends a third of the way through the entire story. Mm-hmm. Like you still, I think you still have a responsibility to make the books stand on their own. Like obviously, book two you have to read book one or it's going to be weird. But yeah. like there should be an arc and there should be a, you know, tension and release and all that stuff in the individual books. And there, there's it's... plenty of examples of like, Hey, at the end of this book, we don't know the full answer, but like we've concluded a story, but there's more to come, right? Like star Wars, a new hope. It's like, clearly the problem is not solved, but this journey is satisfying on its own. You know right. what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I did feel like there was a release of tension here. Like there's this huge mystery at the beginning of this book that's resolved. Like, you know why all the things happened at the end. I, I uh, guess that's, no, that, that is true. There, there is certainly, the structure is there. I just yeah. felt like the, the resolution didn't make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of problems, like lots of things just don't end up mattering. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So should, do you want to tell me what my rating is? Oh, don't you have to give your rating first? I wrote down what your rating is. Well, I think. Uh, let, okay, let let me let me think about this. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I know what it is. Um, it's yeah, it's only I, ever only one thing. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I can give my rating while you're thinking. Is that okay? Sure, if you, if you want. I don't want to yeah. make you go first. But so yeah, I'm gonna rate this book um, three stars. With the caveat that I highly recommend it to be read by like everyone, um, hmm. because it's so different than other science fiction books, even though it has many flaws. Um, I think the reason it's so different are, well, th- there's two things I really like about this book. One is the kind of Chinese cultural perspective, and the other are all the math and science stories. Um, the second thing might not appeal to everyone, but I think the first thing would be interesting to most people. Um, and then the things I don't like about this book are things we've discussed so far, which are like many plot threads just don't matter or they don't like the whole, even the whole game doesn't even matter in the end to some degree. It's just like a way, a convenient ex- expository way to explain what happened. Um, right. I guess that is true. But to yeah. its credit, I never made that. I never felt like I was being exposited at until you said that right now, but you are totally correct. Right. <laughs> Which is um, kind of a success, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's still interesting when you're reading it. It's just after the fact, you're like, I guess it didn't matter. Um, yeah. And then there are many, I like, yeah, I guess, like you said, like I did not really like the cultural revolution chapters. I mean, I thought they were cool, but I also thought they were very weirdly written and like almost too dramatic um, and like too stylized. Like there's too many scenes where like they spend like a paragraph talking about how someone was killed and like what their body looks like and how their blood is flowing. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just felt like overly dramatic to me. Um so yeah, three stars. I liked it. Uh, it's not without flaws, um, and I think it's worth reading. I, I recommend it more than many of the other books that I've given even higher ratings. Yeah, and I think that's a good distinction to make. Yeah, there's there's stuff where you can be like, this is really flawed, but like at least there's something going on. Yeah, um, I'm just going to complain about the writing one more time, which is to say that a lot of the metaphors were crazy, mm-hmm. and and felt like shoehorned in science stuff. Yeah, just yeah, like definitely. To, so I'm just going to read one. Um, she stood there for a while silent. Then she turned and walked away after just seeing her father beaten to death. She could no longer feel grief. 
She was now like a Geiger counter that had been subjected oh to too much Those radiation. So bad. No yeah. longer, it's not over. <laughs> no longer capable of giving any reaction. Still not over. Noiselessly displaying a reading of zero. Yeah, and th- there's like in the first like page or something. There was something about how this was going on everywhere, like parallel CPUs in a computer or something. Yep, yep. That is so bad. It's just rough. Like yeah. metaphor, it's supposed to reorient your perspective and make you see something in a new way, not just sort of find something that is similar to it. So yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think, unfortunately, the bits that I liked, I felt were undermined by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did think uh, there, there was some decent pacing and I did, you know, I didn't, I got to the end pretty easily. So... In that sense, I could do two stars, but I really just feel like on every technical stylistic level, I, th- I thought it was bad, like mm-hmm. critically. Um, I, I didn't like the writing, the characterization, the dialogue. Like if it was a comedy book, I could get it, but it really didn't seem, it seemed to not be that. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go one. Oh, okay. That's what I guessed you give it. Oh, so wait at one point okay Uh, what was the reason so i I didn't that because i always say one star (laughs) (laughs) it's like a good guess right like this book is like has a lot of problems so like yeah uh you might say one star um so yeah my reasoning was that i didn't think you would like the physics and science stuff and i also thought you wouldn't like the chinese stuff but you did like that so i was wrong about that i did i just it it was so mild that it it's it wasn't like a major selling point yeah yeah no, I did um, like it. You, and then I didn't think at all about the writing. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think I thought you liked, uh, like, you know, the United States. And I do, but yeah. it's cool to, you know, yeah. get to see it from a. It's right. it's cool to see yourself as like the scary empire too. That's a positive yeah. portrayal. We know that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, it's good to see what, what other people think of the United yeah. States. Um. Yeah. So, I didn't think about the writing at all when I was coming up with the rating. So. I guess like I, two wrongs canceled out and I got it right in the yeah. end. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay. This so there was, a, there was a moment. <laughs> what was the moment when you felt your rating was in danger? Oh, because you like the Chinese stuff and you also oh, right. like the three body problem game. And then I was like, you actually like more of the science and physics stuff than I thought you did. Man, the first time, and, and I'm fine with science and physics stuff. Um, yeah. I just don't care if it's right because I don't know. Right. I mean, it wasn't 100% right here, but it's fine. Man, when when he's in the game that first time and that guy's like, well, I guess I have to dehydrate now. I yeah. was like, this is this is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why would you, how are you doing this? Yeah. Because um, you think he's a human, but clearly something is going on. <laughs> right. Something not, not good. And then, yeah, oh, good stuff. By the yeah. way, I have to go back at some point. Uh, I, I'm thinking about redoing the website in a way that lets me actually make changes to it but mm-hmm. um i need to to i i think i gave starplex three and i think it has to be two because that book basically had no content and was like oh yeah a regular episode it was like unoffensive i think yeah, but it was like, like that book was way worse like i'd rather read this book than that i one. i agree but that, that was just a regular book like the the, I, the writing i was like this is regular writing so it's so i right. think I, I was just sort of more naive and 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 
um, you know, less less cynical back then. So I was like, oh, I read it. I didn't hate it. Three stars. But that yeah. actually should be two, I think. It, but yeah, it had yeah. nothing to say, I think. Yeah, there's just nothing in it. Like, I couldn't recommend that book to anyone. Yeah. that's It's actually kind of an interesting philosophical question about about how to rate stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, I would not ever recommend anyone subjugate themselves to it. Do you you so you really dislike the experience of reading it? I thought we were both just sort of like, oh, whatever. It passed. No, I, I thought it was fine. Okay, it's like I, it I would also never recommend it, but the time, like, and I'm like not upset that I had like that ASMR in my head for like 20 hours or however uh-huh. long it took. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Yeah, I, I certainly, yeah, okay, yeah. I, so one of the things I'm thinking about adding is a, is a way for us to put our ratings in and put them behind spoiler tags or something oh yeah which means because i i can't remember what i rate stuff um i'm usually right when i try to figure it out but like if you told me i had i had said two stars for starplex i would have been like yeah sure i guess yeah so um okay good well i i have to say i'm not i'm glad i finally read it um i doubt i'll read the sequel unless you really think i should but just because the writing bothered me so much but um i think it's like the same as this book it's, it's like no it's not the same it's like um it has different ideas that are interesting but it's like the same kind of thing like okay the same weird writing um occasional chapters that just seem pointless um hmm. but the ideas i think are very interesting um and okay. i i recommend the whole trilogy it's just like as many flaws like i would give the whole trilogy three stars okay would you say and the other books are sort of you would give a similar rating to in a very big picture way yes yeah. like flawed but interesting three star type deal exactly flawed but very interesting um like okay. yeah okay well let's uh let's pick another book which we again have not done yeah oh uh, just one more thing oh yeah um, to go back to my sentence paragraph thing oh yeah um, this book is bad at the sentence level it's bad at the paragraph level it's okay at the chapter it's okay at the page level. It's okay at the chapter level. And I think it's like great at the book level, if that makes sense. You're, you're like crazy. if you summarize it to one sentence, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't think so? I think it would, I think you would be unable to, I think that's a totally fair representation of um, like how you've described how you like the book. I think that's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was, I, I think it was so, so, um, like the plot was too incoherent for me to feel that good about it at the book level. Right. Um, but okay. yeah. Okay. So let's find another book, shall we? It's hard to give up the excitement of doing these book selections live. I'm noticing that I'm now becoming familiar with like every single author who's ever won a Hugo. Oh yeah. Um, which is troubling. It is. I mean, I kind of want to, I don't want to, but I I can't, I kind of want to do Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. God, that's like 36 hours. I can't though. Oh, we could ask, we could have a guest. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if he'd actually be interested. I just, it was so long and I'll just start skimming again. So like, what's the. Well, we we do have the time. (laughs) That's true. We're like a month ahead of schedule. No spoilers to our readers. God. I mean, listeners. I can't. I can't. Not yet. I can't do it yet. But I, I, it's it's hovering in the in the background of my existence. 
Um, okay, none of these winners are really... I mean, I don't even know what I'm looking for because we're looking for something new, I think. Hmm. Any Anything... You got anything on your mind? Um, I uh, I heard about some book that's not going to win a Hugo Award that came out like a month ago. Okay, tell me um, more. I don't know if it's even science fiction. It's like <laughs> it's, it's really called going 20, off the rails. Twenty thirty four, a novel of the next world war. Um, but we don't have to do it. It's kind of different. I think it's like about some future world war with China. Let's see. Oh, Amazon. Um, oh, a chillingly authentic geopolitical thriller. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that, maybe if you read it and tell me if you think it counts. Um, I'll I, probably it. read it at some point. Okay. Um, well, let, let me try to find something. Let me try to find something. Is there anything we've had on our list? And I had a couple alternatives last time, but I don't want to take your spot. Let me, I, I want to know how many... Oh, 937 pages? I don't think so. What book? Anathem, Neil Stevenson. Oh. I've wanted to read a book of his, some book, any book of his for a while, but I think it's Ooh, probably... It's long. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I think I tried this Yeah, book he's recently. a weird, weird fellow, I believe. Yeah. In that way. All right, what did you have last time? Because I'm starting to... Um, I think the other choices were Rendezvous with Rama and Dune. Oh yeah, let's do Rendezvous with Rama. That's a that's a classic. Okay, yeah, I've never read it. Arthur C. Clarke, nineteen seventy four winner. Um, hard sci fi. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I want. I don't think I have a copy, but yeah, I'll have to track one down. Okay, great. So we will be back in two weeks with Rendezvous with Rama for the next episode. I'll see you next time, Neil. See you, Oscar.